When the time comes that you need a podcast editing service, how do you find the right one? I'm going to give you 10 things you should think about on this episode of Podcastification. My name is Carrie Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. You know, I have been running a podcast editing service for about three and a half, four years now. And of course, I would love to work with every one of you who need podcast editing or show notes, but I'm not the only game in town and I'm definitely not the only company that does good work. So I wanted to give you some tips, both from my experience as a podcast editor and a guy who runs a company that does that and in dealing with the clients of what you should be thinking about when you're looking for someone to do your podcast editing services. Some of these things may sound pretty obvious to you, but I'm pretty sure I'm also going to put some things in here that you haven't even thought about. All right, the number one thing I think you should be concerned about when you're looking for a podcast editing service is that you're aligned with that company and its leadership in terms of their values. Now, that may sound like an odd thing for me to say, but I've learned the hard way that there comes a time in the life of some relationships between clients and companies where you have to part ways because the things that the client is producing, you as a company don't want to stand behind or vice versa. The things that the company is supporting as a company or does as a company are not the kind of things that align with your values. So personal values, even though it's kind of a sketchy thing, you don't know exactly how to nail that down, is something I would encourage you, you've got to nail down. And you've got to understand in terms of what kind of companies do you want to be working with and what kind of things do you want to be promoting that maybe that company may not be comfortable promoting. And if you run into a situation where a company is not comfortable promoting the things that you broadcast on your podcast, well, hey, don't get offended. Different strokes for different folks. Everybody has their own little niche and focus that they aim at. And you don't have to have every company out there aligned with you perfectly. There's plenty of options. There's plenty of people who can do the work that you need done. So just shake it off and go find another one. The number two thing I would be concerned about if I were looking for a podcast editing service is what is their editing philosophy? Now, if you heard the last episode of Podcastification, that was episode number 51, you know that I feel pretty strongly about this issue of editing philosophy. And you may not actually even be 
sure what I mean when I say editing philosophy. So let me define it for you. An editing philosophy is how does the person doing the editing approach the task of editing? How did they think about it? What are their goals? What are they aiming for when they do editing? Now, you as a podcaster may have your particular editing philosophy, meaning the things that you want to see cut out of your episodes or enhanced in your episodes or, you know, just fixed if there's some technical issue. But your editor may not think along the same lines that you do. So you need to have a conversation about their editing philosophy. And they may not use that term, editing philosophy. But you should ask them things about how they approach editing. What are they listening for when they do their editing? Why do they edit in the first place? And you'll get some pretty clear ideas from those kinds of questions. Exactly how that particular podcast editing service approaches the issue of editing. And because it's number two on my list, I feel pretty strongly you should know that because you're not going to get the results you're hoping for if number one, they're not clear on what you're wanting. And number two, if they're not aligned with what you're wanting or unable to fulfill what you're wanting when you think about editing. Okay, so the number three thing you need to find out when you're looking for a podcast editing service is do you, as the podcaster who's providing the resources to them, do you have to provide guidance to them episode by episode of what you want edited? Or do they do second by second editing according to criteria you've already defined? Now, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about how to most effectively work with your podcast editor. But just to get ahead of the game just a little bit, I'm going to tell you one of the things you should do is you should lay out right at the front the general things you want edited out of your shows. You you should have a general guideline. And my question is this on this number three, do you have to tell them from episode to episode what you want edited? Or can you give them a general list to begin with? And have them do those standard things every episode without you having to say it over again. Now, a related thing to this is, can you provide some specifics on a particular episode? I mean, say in this particular episode, you have uh, the cat comes in and knocks over some things in your room and you have a whole section that needs to be edited out. Well, you might want to mention that so that they're sure to get it. Now, if they're doing second by second edits, Naturally, obviously, if they're worth their salt, they should hear that and edit it out to make it sound better. But if you have some suggestions for how you want it edited out or which parts you want included and which parts you don't, those are things you'll need to be able to communicate episode to episode. So can you do that? And how can you do that? You need to work out those kinds of logistics with your editing service. And like I said, the next episode, I'm going to talk about some tips of how to most effectively and successfully work with a podcast editor to make it a smooth process. That's going to be on the next episode. So make sure that you listen for that one. Okay, the number four thing I would suggest that you do when you're looking for a podcast editing service is ask to see a list of their current clients. I mean, anybody who's doing this kind of work should be proud of their work. They should be able to give you a list of people who they're working with. And then you know what I would suggest you do? I would suggest you contact those people directly. Go to their website, find their email address, find them on social media, reach out to them 
Tell them that you're considering using the same podcast editing service they use, and could they tell you a little bit about their experience? I mean, if someone's got clients, those clients should be happy because if you're going to be a client, you want to be happy. So ask for testimonials. Reach out to those current clients that the editing service is servicing at that very time and get their opinion about the service. You might be surprised some of the things you hear, both good and bad. The number five thing you should do if you're considering a podcast editing service is to listen to their work. I mean, that makes sense, right? If you're paying someone to do a job for you, you want to listen to the quality of their work. So if they give you a list of clients, and by the way, if they don't give you a list of clients or can't give you a list of clients or they say they can't, man, I would say run as fast as possible. But once you know who some of their clients are, go and listen to their shows. And listen all the way through. Listen to one or two episodes of different clients to hear the kind of work that the editing service does. Because what they're doing on those shows, the ones they're most proud to send your way as examples, is exactly the kind of work they're going to do on your show. Now, some things to keep in mind there, just so you're fair to the editing service. If a client gives them a source file, the original file, that's really bad audio. You can't hold that against the editing service. I mean, there's a little bit of noise removal they can do. There's some compression and and leveling and even some EQing they can do on those files. But the fact is, if you put garbage into the system, no matter how good the system is, you're going to get garbage out of the system. So keep that in mind as you're listening. If there's a lot of room noise, you know, you can hear that echo in the room. Well, that's a source file issue. That's not the editor's problem. They've done the best they can with that because that's a very hard thing to remove from any kind of recording. So you need to listen to their work and you need to listen to their work realistically. And that's going to give you a pretty good idea of the kind of work they're going to do for you. Number six, if you're considering a podcast editing service is ask them once you sign up to become a client, If your work is going to be added to a work pool that a handful of editors draw from and complete the work as they get to it, or are you going to have an assigned editor who works on your show every single week? Now, which of those do you think would be a better model that you'd want to get into? Well, I think the job pool idea where, you know, transcription companies do this a lot, where they just get all their work in and whatever transcriptionist is available starts working on your work when it comes up. You know, that's not how I think audio editing should be done because your show is going to have particulars and distinctive qualities to it that you want to be consistent week after week for the sake of your brand image and for the sake of the sound of your show. Plus, as you've communicated back and forth about particulars of your show and made little tweaks with your audio editor, you don't want to lose those simply because a different editor is working on your show. So I would recommend that you find a company that assigns a specific editor to your show. And you're going to have that same editor working on your show week after week after week. That's going to enable you to increase the quality of your edits as time goes on. Because no editor is going to get it perfectly right the very first time. Well, at least not normally. They're going to have to go back and forth with you over two or three or maybe even four episodes to tweak things according to your liking. 
And you should expect that. That's part of the process of working with an editor. But having said that, make sure you're getting an assigned editor, not just somebody who takes your job because it's the next one that comes up in the pool of work. The number seven thing you want to think about when you're dealing with a podcast editing service is do they have streamlined processes and systems in place that are clear and enable you and them to understand what elements you're providing, how you want them to be used, and how you're going to receive your files back from your editor. I mean, it may be something that's a little difficult to find out at the front end, but you need to at least ask the questions. Tell me about your systems that you use to transfer files back and forth. How does that work? I mean, do they use Dropbox? Do they use Google Drive? Do they use Amazon S3? I mean, how do they pass files back and forth? How do they communicate? How do they label things as far as the titles and the descriptions and the dates that projects are going to be due? How do they communicate all that? What I would suggest you look for is a service that does that in such a way that there is as little back and forth email or phone or text communication episode to episode as possible. I mean, you're getting your editing into someone else's workflow to get the time suck of it off of you, right? So you don't want to have to have this back and forth jibber jabber episode by episode by episode. You want to have a system laid out where the way that you provide your files to the editing service makes it very clear to them what they're looking at and how to use it. Now, those are things that not everybody has figured out. I'm just telling you right now. But I would encourage you, for the sake of your own peace of mind and to save you headaches in the process, find a company that has a streamlined system that makes communication and transfer of resources easy. Now, this number eight one comes kind of on the heels of the last one in that it's very similar in nature. But I'm telling you, this is important enough that it deserves an entire point for itself. And that is this. Is the team that you're going to be working with for your podcast editing committed to clear communication? I mean, are they willing to jump on the phone and talk with you to work things out? Are they willing to do an email chain back and forth, back and forth until things are ironed out? I mean, you've got to understand that when you're talking about things like sequence of audio elements and exact edits and things like that, your communication has to be clear. And that's something you should think about on your end as well. Are you committed to clear communication? Are you willing to have the patience to have that back and forth when necessary to make sure they understand what you want and you understand what they're going to give you and what they're capable of giving you? You see, at the front end of any process, as you get onboarded with any kind of editing service, there is going to be a lot of back and forth. You're going to have to have this conversation a whole lot at the beginning. It's not going to be quick and simple, but that's because you're trying to dial it in and get everything nailed down very clearly at the front end so that later on, you don't have to deal with all that communication. It's already taken care of. You've got a dedicated editor working with your show. And everything is understood. And of course, between episodes, if there's something that happens that needs a little bit of a tweak, well, at that point, it shouldn't take a big, long email conversation, maybe one, maybe two emails, and it's all ironed out or even a simple phone call. 
But either way, the point is this, is the company and the people on the team that you're going to be dealing with committed to clear communication. If they're not, man, run the other way as fast as you can. Now, number nine here is perhaps a little controversial, and I don't mean it to be so, but I'm, I'm going to just say it. You need to know where the team you're going to be working with is based in the world. I mean, where are they? Now, the reason you need to know that is a couple of reasons. First of all, just for language issues, for communication issues. If the team is not speaking the very same language that you speak naturally, you're by default going to run into some communication issues. Now, it's not always insurmountable and it's not always even difficult, but you just need to be aware you're adding a component to the complexity of what you're trying to pull off with your audio editing by having team members who are in a different culture and perhaps don't speak the same language that you do as a first language. Now, having said that, it's possible. And many people do it successfully, but it's something you need to keep in mind. And that has to do with where the team is based, where are the people living that you're going to be working with. But there's another issue that maybe is even more important than that. And that's the issue of time zones. You need to keep that in mind when you're talking about due dates for finished episodes of your podcast. I mean, if you wanted to publish at 9 a.m. your time zone, they need to understand that. So they're able to figure it into their workflow and their schedule in such a way that you get it by 9 a.m. your time zone. So keep in mind, the closer they are to your time zone, the easier it's going to be to deal with them. But keep this in mind too. The more professional the company, the less of an issue this is going to be because they're going to be more experienced at dealing with time zone issues. I mean, for example, we have a client right now who's in the UK. We have another that's in New Zealand. And we are in Colorado. So you talk about time zone issues. We got some big things to deal with, but it's not insurmountable because we figured out systems and ways of dealing with it. So the point, find out where the team is based. Where are the people who are going to be working on your episodes based? And how are the time zones going to be dealt with? Make sure you've got that ironed out and that you're comfortable with the way that the team approaches that issue. And the number 10 thing you should include in your consideration, and I put it at number 10 because I think it comes way after all the others, and that's the issue of pricing. Now, you, you and you alone know your budget. You know what you can afford. You know what's reasonable for you to pay at the point in your business that you're in or in the point in your podcasting career that you're in. And so you're going to have a figure in mind that you think is reasonable. But let me just tell you this. Often when it comes to audio editing, you get exactly what you pay for. Now, it's not always the case. I'll be honest with you about that. You can find people in places like the Philippines or India who will do great work for you when it comes to audio editing because they are skilled at it. But you just as often will find people who are trying to make a living, and I don't begrudge them that, but they're doing so by trying to find any little thing they can do. And editing is just one of many things that they've taken on. And they're not a skilled professional. They're not an expert at doing audio editing. And so that lower price may come back to you in lesser quality work. It may. Please hear that. It may. It doesn't always. And so what I'm saying about pricing is this. You know what you can afford to pay. You know what's reasonable to you. So yes, you need to find someone who can do the work for you at the rate that you can afford to pay. 
But I would encourage you also to think of it this way. What is an hour of your time worth? And then how many hours are you spending editing your podcast? That's a great way to figure out what you can afford to pay because you're already spending that money in time that you are devoting to your editing that could be devoted to something that would bring in that hourly wage that you need. So just use that as a model to help you figure out what can you afford to pay. And even then, you may not actually have the cash in your budget to be able to pay it right at the moment. I think every editing company understands that because audio editing is a service that in one sense is a luxury. It's something you're able to outsource because you've had success in other areas that enable you to have the resources to pay for it. But the pricing definitely is a consideration, though I consider it the least of all the considerations. Hello? So that's it. That's my 10 tips for how to find the right podcast editing service. I would love to hear your feedback. If you've got something to add to the list or you think something I said on the list is absolutely phony or doesn't hold a bit of water, hey, I would love to hear about it. You can post in the comments anywhere that you see this audio on social media, or you can write to me, Carrie, at podcastfasttrack.com. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Podcastification. I know you have many choices, and I am honored, truly, honestly, genuinely honored that you've taken this 23 minutes or so to listen to Podcastification. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes, all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Audio editing and show notes by podcastfasttrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show.